Hello and welcome to A Day Of, a podcast about Biffy Clyro. My name is Simon Dowling. Now, I imagine a lot of fans that were a bit more tuned in to Biffy in 2019 may have guessed that this was coming. By 2019, I deleted Facebook. I am back under the pseudonym Christopher River, only for the Biffy Clyro Appreciation Group. I applied literally with a stock photo of a driver's license and they approved it. So real good security checks, Facebook. I'd unfollowed a lot of music Twitter and was deeper in politics Twitter. I'd wiped my Instagram so that I only followed people that I knew. And I only really read like The Guardian and listened to podcasts. And none of them were really music related. So when, in July 2019, I was visiting my dad in France, Humblebrag, eagerly anticipating the release of the Nationals' I Am Easy To Find, I got a notification from Spotify saying, Biffy Clyro have released new music. Now, if you consider the headspace I was in regarding my Biffy fandom at the time, I opened it thinking, wait, this'll be alright, I guess. I wasn't really a mega fanatic at the time, although I'd seen them on the Ellipsis tour and I had enjoyed it. I definitely would still listen to new Biffy Clyro music at the first opportunity. And then I open it, and it's Balance Not Symmetry, one track with the album art of Laura Harrier, a film poster with music by Biffy Clyro on it, and I think, oh, how weird, maybe this'll just be some instrumental stuff, but no, we'll, we'll get to that. I'll release a separate bonus podcast today for the film, which I did watch on release, and I have sadly watched again for this. Spoiler alert, it's not a very good film. Your mileage may vary with regards to that episode, you don't have to listen to it, which is why I've kind of done it as a bonus. You can take it or leave it. Musically, though, it is Biffy's best album in nearly a decade, in my opinion. The album was kind of partly written simultaneously with A Celebration of Endings, but it also contains a mishmash of material from a number of different sources. We have Touch reappearing after being stricken from Opposites. Judging by the co-writing credits, Feldman's name pops up again, so those songs perhaps were written alongside Animal Style. Then there are two songs with other co-writers, again possibly from Ellipsis Sessions. There are... Plead and Fever Dream, songs which were on the tracklist posted by Simon for the as-yet-unreleased ZZ Christ album. Both ZZ Christ and Empire State Bastards date back to about 2011. Neither projects have seen the light of day, although we are due Empire State Bastards soon. The production was handled by Biffy themselves, with additional production from Adam Noble, mastering from Ted Jensen, and piano from Guillemot's Fife Dangerfield. I mean, I've mentioned that Christopher's River was the first dance at my wedding. Uh, the Guillemot's song, uh, Love Song number 43, I think it is, was the song that we signed our register to, so that's kind of nice that they work together. Adam Noble proudly lists this on the front of his website. He's worked with, like, Placebo, Def Havana, Nine Black Alps, if you remember them, and a bunch of other bands kind of along these lines. There's a lot less information about this album, it just kind of arrived. There was not really any hype train in the press. What little interviews did happen, happened after the album was released. Also, unusually, the album was made before the film, so Simon would finish a song, play it to the actors for the scene, and it was kind of then set to fit. It would be improvised on top of a script that Simon and Jamie Adams, the director, had written. I think Interstellar was also made this way. He did the score before he made the scene and then built the the emotion of the scene around the score so it's you know it's strange it was jamie adams idea biffy were a big band for him and he approached them to make this project and the project was pitched as like you make the music and i'll make a movie which was more appealing to simon that and pitching it as a movie soundtrack meant that it didn't need to you know have the big hoo-ha of making an album and all the bullshit that came with it so this was just like 
put your ideas down and it was an excuse to be creative but also broad. Simon also said, I see it as six pairs of songs. There are a couple of songs that are acoustic and a bit Nick Cavey. There are a couple that are full-on electric, a couple of songs that are weird hardcore songs, a couple of big epic rock songs, and we're just trying to approach it in a different way. So the surprise single became a surprise album the very next day, and it's an absolute masterpiece, a mixture of loud, soft, instrumental, pop, electronic, acoustic, and it's all marvellous. It was Biffy's best album in a decade for me. The track itself is very much akin to a celebration of endings in style and substance, albeit less political, but it has that fire and gusto that reminds me of a celebration of endings. Opening with the drums thudding and the guitar and bass playing that simple alternating riff, there is a little pause in the guitar as the drums click and the bass thumps. The verse taking the form of that opening riff with Simon screaming in the pauses. Then the verse continues with strums and staccato hits on melodic chords. The bass alternating between little riffs and just hitting the root notes. The drums too alternating between that clicking and then some driving until the chorus. A big stadium rock chorus with a simple chord progression with little strikes of other chords as they change. Even in this first chorus we get a goddamn rock and roll pause, it's very powerful. The second verse is signalled with a sustained chord and clicking drums, the guitar eventually sliding up. The second verse is the same as the first but in the interim between guitar riffs we get mad scratching on the guitar strings and slow paced drum rolls. The second part of the verse is half the length before the chorus. After that chorus, complete with the rock and roll pauses, we get a guitar solo over some simple minor phrased chord progressions, the drums straight and driving. Then after that solo we have the bridge, a simple chord progression, the guitar, bass and drums joined by a simply like synthy stringy bed filling it out. We then get the big riff bending strings on and off the open note joined by a guitar feeding back, big splashy drums and thumping bass, the bending stops, the feedback lingers on, two wallops and it's done. Lyrically, Balance Not Symmetry as a whole fits in with this later era of Simon's songwriting in that it's, it's less surreal, it's still playfully poetic. And then we also get I don't want to be defeated, I just want to fuck. This song is also another one that fits in with Opposites and Ellipsis when it's about kind of reversing personalities. It could fit in with the Opposites canon or that animal style canon. But this song is projected with strength about how you don't need someone that doesn't accept all facets of your personality. We also get that playful reference to Now the Action is on Fire with I Know You'll Never Burn the Action before he declares that he'd never ever trust this person that he isn't paying attention to. Then the kind of opposites thing comes in, hopeless and brave, glorious and depraved, everything you need but most you hate. We all need balance, not symmetry. We get another similar verse and then the outro. Simon addresses the subject directly, and rather than pointing out things about himself, he turns the judgement on them. They can't be trusted, they're a liar, they are needy, and they need to be more like Simon and find balance, not symmetry. Opposites attract, I guess. I'll also interject with uh, context from when the songs are used within the film at the end of each episode. This song's used as she returns to Glasgow after the funeral of her dad at the start and she's like exercising working on her art and a bit bored it's all introduced by syncopated layers of, of clapping rather than the actual drums from the song so it's probably the most interesting use of one of the songs in the film thank you for listening to a day of my name's simon dowling 
can follow on Twitter at a day off podcast and you can email a day off podcast at gmail.com and please leave reviews on iTunes or wherever if you fancy it. You can also send in voice notes at anchor.fm slash a day of and you can also find links there to the podcast on all the different platforms. Again, thank you for listening. <laughs>